Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Lions fans. This is Jesse Cass, and this is the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome into the LMU Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Cass, and very happy to have you here for this brand new episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, know that we are available on all of your favorite podcast directories, and if you're listening on Apple, please rate, review, and subscribe, and also follow along at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on any social media handle. Be sure to follow along with me at Jesse underscore Cass on Twitter. So welcome into the show once again, everybody, here in the LMU Basketball Podcast as we are on the cusp of West Coast Conference play. Non-conference play is over. LMU right now at 6-8 and eight on the season after a tough loss at home to wrap up non-conference play this past Saturday, 74-71 in the final game of 2019. So happy new year to everyone out there and last game of the decade for the Lions as well. And as mentioned, it was a, a tough loss for the Lions, 74-71. to LME trailed by 8 at the half, trailed by as much as 11 in the game. Came back to tie it on a couple of occasions, but it was just one of those games where seemingly just couldn't quite get over that hump. Mentioned they tied it a few times, but were never able to retake the lead after leading earlier in the ball game. And for Morgan State, it was really not necessarily a one-man show, but there was one player that stood out dramatically and it was Troy Baxter 27 points 8 of 15 from the field 5 of 9 from three-point range including a huge three late in the game after the Lions had made one of those surges we're talking about cut the lead down to one Baxter with the shot clock near its end hit a tough three-pointer that was well contested and that put the lead up to four LMU was forced to play the foul game late and ended up getting themselves a look even if it was a full court look. Uh, Morgan State at the free throw line missed the second of two free throws in a three-point ball game. Jordan Bell got the rebound and launched a shot. Lions only had eight-tenths of a second to work with and, and no timeouts remaining. Bell launched the shot and it actually drew front rim, so nearly tied the game from full court at the buzzer and ended up being a tough loss, as we said, for LMU. And, and one that, obviously the loss is tough, but for this young team, as we've said all season, all of these opportunities, wins or losses, are just room for this team to grow. And in such a young and new group together, there are, again, certainly signs of, of good things for the Lions. And you look across the stat sheet for LMU in that ball game, they shot the ball well on all three levels, 45% from the field, 35% from downtown, and 80% from the free throw line, which has been a struggle for this Lions team. 20 of 25, so not in limited attempts either. Uh, 11 assists in the ball game. They out-rebounded Morgan State by seven. Uh, but with all that said, the they had, LMU did have three more turnovers than the Bears. And even with the Lions rebounding advantage, Morgan State was able to get up seven more field goal attempts, which led to five more makes. And in what ended up being a one-possession ball game, those extra possessions and extra looks at the rim were the difference for Morgan State in that victory. So the Lions, obviously, a tough loss for them. They did get good performances up and down the board. Eric Johansson, big threat from three-point range. All four of his field goals were from downtown. He led the way with 17 points and 
that's been really more of a, a consistent threat for this Lions offense in this non-conference season is the continued development of Eric Johansson, the senior, really taking a big step forward with his offense and production for the Lions this year. So that's been a really encouraging sign. Ivana Lipiev, after a little bit of a scoring slump, has gotten back to his double-digit scoring efforts in the past few ballgames. He had 15 points, 11 points for Jonathan Dos Anjos, just one off his career high. And then Eli Scott with 10 points and five boards. And and obviously a, a subpar game by his standards with how incredible he's been all year long. It was just a, a quiet game from Eli early. He did not score in the first half of play, didn't take a shot in the first half, and clearly got the message to be more aggressive in the second, had all 10 of his points in the second half, only attempted three shots for the ball game, but got to the free throw line eight times. So uh, for whatever Morgan State did defensively, Eli Scott attacked it more aggressively in the second half. It helped out the Lions' cause, as we mentioned. They outscored the Bears by five in the second half. It just wasn't quite enough for LMU, who, as we mentioned, is now 6-8 and eight on the year, and they'll just take all these experiences and you know, wipe them away. We go to conference play now, and a brand new season beginning and a brand new year in 2020. It'll open up if you're listening uh, as we put this episode up on Thursday the 2nd. LMU back in action tonight against San Diego and what will be the WCC opener. Then the Lions travel to BYU before having a week off and then hosting the number one team in the nation in Gonzaga. So with LMU playing San Diego this week, had a chance to catch up with Jack Cronin, who is the play-by-play broadcaster over at University of San Diego, gracious enough to give us some of his time. So we'll have that conversation for you in just a moment. But before we get there, I want to just quickly go back to some of the, the West Coast Conference preseason predictions and the Lions after finishing fifth in the conference a year ago, 22 win season. Of course, a very different team with James Bateman going on to play professionally now in Latvia, you know, a couple of other seniors not on the roster, and then the injuries, of course, with Quintana, Douglas, and, and Marcus and not on the roster right now. Key pieces from the Lions team last year that are not here. Oh, that's understandable in terms of the coaches in their seating, but we mentioned it's just an opportunity for the Lions who a lot of the other coaches in the conference picked to finish near the bottom at seventh in the conference. Uh, for them to really prove themselves. And tonight is going to be a big-time start. As we mentioned, the Lions' next two following games are against two of the perennial heavyweights in BYU and Gonzaga. So a home game against San Diego, a really good opportunity for the Lions. And what's a matchup between pretty similar teams in terms of their makeup and what they've gone through in the past couple of years. Lions, of course, as we just mentioned, coming off one of their best seasons in quite some time with the 22 wins for San Diego been the same thing. They're coming off back-to-back 21 seasons. They made an NIT appearance last year, and similar, similarly to the Lions, they have a lot of roster turnover, many international players, and many young players on the roster, which is very similar to the identity of the Lions, and you look at it, it reflects it in the record as well, 7-8 and eight for San Diego, 6-8 and eight for the Lions, and for University of San Diego, a lot of new players, as we said, and really just a, a new look for both these ball clubs. So I think it'll be a really interesting and fun matchup between the two. And to look look into it further, as we mentioned, we have Jack Cronin with us. So we'll get to that conversation in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Manscaped. Support for the Believe in LME Basketball podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's 2020, and you know what that means. New year, new me new balls. Men, listen up. 
Harry bushes are so 2019. If you go to pick up any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. And we know that, as we said, it's 2020, so you got to get with the times. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has propriety skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just dirty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's B-L-E-A-V at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Now joined here on the Elmy Basketball Podcast by University of San Diego play-by-play announcer Jack Cronin. Jack, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show. No problem, man. No problem. Ready to roll. Getting to uh, L.A. <laughs> yeah, on your way here. Uh, obviously, Happy New Year and uh, Happy WCC season. Uh, what's the non-conference been like for you and a, a very new and young San Diego ball club that a lot of WCC fans will probably not quite recognize from what you guys have been in, in the past few years? No, you're 100% right. It's been fun. They've, they've had a great time. Uh, they got to play in some great venues, some great tournaments, the Hall of Fame uh, Classic up at the Chase Center, the new Golden State Warriors Arena in the Bay Area, uh, playing Stanford, taking them to three points, getting to go down to Boca Raton and play in that tournament. So it's been a, it's been a fun year uh, so far. 2019, as you mentioned, for the University of San Diego was a good one, one for the record books. Uh, it saw perhaps the greatest player in school history, Isaiah Pinheiro graduate. Uh, he's signed by the Sacramento Kings. He's now in the G League. I uh, saw the first ever trip to the NIT. But, uh, you know, as we get into the new school year, the 1920 school year, uh, it's a new team. Only four players played any minutes of college basketball last year uh, for USD. There's only one senior on the roster in Alex Floresca. So graduating Isaiah Pinheiro and Isaiah Wright, Nolan Carter, uh, Tyler Williams, it's a brand new team. And so they come in just a half game under 500. And uh, yeah, it's it's a new year. And so they're just trying to build things up here for Sam Scholl and the Toreros. Yeah, and with this new roster and, and Sam Scholl, he obviously is going to continue the same type of system that he's had. But what are some of the differences outside of experience for San Diego's ball club from last year to this year with the, the new personnel? Well, it just it's a completely different team. You're absolutely right. And so I think one of the things they've been trying to change here over the last couple of games, and you're not going to replace those four guys. Two of them, as I said, are playing in the G League. The other two are playing overseas. Uh, Pinheiro was perhaps the greatest to ever come through here, and that's not counting guys like Johnny Dean, Chris Anderson from earlier this decade. And this has been a, a good run here for USD, back-to-back 20-win seasons, but it's just not that team for this year. And so the the big focus has been the return of Yowen Masalski, who had surgery on his uh, ankle at Bone Spurs. And so he was out for much of the non-conference. And when he's returned, uh, San Diego's been something like plus – 40 or plus 30 with him on the court versus him off the court. It's a whole new team. He's their starting center. Uh, and with him missing time, as I mentioned, only one senior in Alex Floresco who's also starting for USD and only four players total who saw any minutes. Uh, they've been focusing on defense the last couple of games. They've been holding their opponents under 60 points, including uh, looking at Stanford in that uh, three-point loss. They were 62-59, so it was right there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a nice run here toward the end of 2019. 
Yeah, and obviously with conference play beginning now with LMU and San Diego opening up with each other, two teams and two programs with very kind of similar trajectories from last year, both having you know big seasons going into postseason in, in different regards and having some key players leave and kind of retooling on the fly. What have you seen from, from LMU and kind of looking forward to this matchup from the San Diego perspective of, of this matchup going into conference play? Well, that's, I think you're exactly right. That these are two very similar teams, record-wise, uh, performance-wise, uh, you know, and, and legacy-wise too, as you mentioned over the last few years. Uh, so yeah, LMU is going to be a fun one. The, the Lions are always playing great defense, and given the Toreros fits in the past defensively, so we'll see how San Diego handles the basketball, and I think the efficiency which the Toreros have been on their defensive end over the last several games. Yeah, this is a pretty, this is one of those toss-up matchups, which I really like. It means it's an exciting game to call for you and I, and so that'll be a fun one here come Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. And and what are your or the team's expectations for, you obviously are around them a lot as the, the play-by-play announcer with a young team, their expectations not only just for the whole season, but of course going into conference play on, on what they expect from themselves and just knowing how competitive this conference is on, on any given night. Well, no doubt, right? I mean, obviously with Gonzaga and St. Mary's and BYU um, and anybody from any year who can jump up and take that fourth spot and even five, six, seven, whoever it is. Yeah, it's different because, like I said, with only the one senior on the roster and coming off the back-to-back 20-win seasons in the NIT, I think for this year there was, okay, you know, this is a little bit of a rebuilding year, but they didn't really treat it that way. Uh, Braun Hartfield transferred in from Youngstown State. He's become their leading scorer here for USD. Masalski and Floresca are starting for the Toreros. They're deep. They have seven international players on this roster. Uh, the majority of them have national team experience for their countries. So they're not treating it like it's a, a rebuilding year for USD, despite the roster turnover. Uh, they're going to go out there and they're going to try and win a bunch of games here in this 16-game West Coast Conference season. Yeah, and right now one of the, uh, the leading scorers for the ball club is Joey Calcaterra, who last year, of course, as a freshman, didn't get a ton of time around 12 minutes of ball game, averaging close to three points. He's, of course, made a huge leap with more opportunity for those that haven't seen him, what what's his game like and what has he been able to do to improve so much from one year to the next? Well, he's an outside shooter, and you know he's a guy who was a, a, just a huge point scorer in the Bay Area in high school. He was up in Marin County, up in the North Bay Area. Um, so he's a guy who, when San Diego finally has their inside presence going, uh, I mentioned Yalin Masalski and Alex Floresca, but James Jean-Marie, who transferred in, uh, he's originally from Canada. With those three inside... Now you can open up things for the shooters and hopefully get them a lot more shots. So that's where Calcaterra comes in. And he's had a bunch of 20-point games this year when Masalski was out. Uh, he, like I mentioned, is tied with Hartfield for uh, leading scorer on this team. So the Terreros are balanced. They are deep. And Calcaterra is another weapon for them on the outside. Yeah, and it, it is really funny. And we you know, mentioned it a few mi- minutes ago, but the real similarities between these two teams, you mentioned the international flavor. That's apparent on LMU's roster as well. And you look just kind of up and down the rosters and just so many similarities with, with both ball clubs. Uh, what have you seen from kind of preparing and watching LMU uh, for what you expect uh, for them going forward? Well, remember, LMU is great. It's a well-coached team. Uh, it's Even in the years where supposedly LMU was down and San Diego was up, the Lions still took a couple games. Uh, so they're always they're, – they're not – the Lions are not a team that backs down, especially defensively. They're always tough to handle. So this is, it's always a challenge 
for San Diego to meet the games down south or if it's up in LA. So yeah, this is always a tough one for USD. And I, that's, you know, with the international players, this is, it's not only just these two clubs, it's the entire league. St. Mary started the trend with that Australian pipeline. And now the West Coast Conference far and away, nobody else in the U.S. matches the WCC for international players on the rosters. It's not close. And so, like I said, San Diego's got half, 50% of the roster <laughs> is international. Seven of the 14 players. So it is, uh, it's fun. They, they bring a great style. Um, San Diego's got some great kids coming off the bench who are athletic. Uh, kids from Norway and Canada and Belgium. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. So it's, it's been a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, has that increased your uh, your prep work or your radio pronunciation game, having to adjust to a, an international roster? It is funny. Um, one of the players who's actually a walk-on, his name is Felipe Doria. Uh, he's from Brazil. His father was actually the mayor of the city of Sao Paulo and is now the governor of the state of Sao Paulo <laughs> in Brazil. And uh, just like a certain other politician here in the United States, uh, his father was the host of The Apprentice, the Brazilian version wow. of The Apprentice. <laughs> Uh, so he, so he actually got to play his first game last time around for San Diego to took on uh, Whittier in the last game. He got to see the court for the first time, so that was great. Uh, you always got to be prepared for these guys. Like I said, they're international teams. Uh, that, that experience is invaluable. In fact, for the opening banquet of the year, which San Diego calls their sixth man night, um, Fran Fraschella was the guest speaker for that night. And his expertise is obviously in the international game as well. He said is that you know, we here in the U.S. taught the world a lot about basketball in the past, and now they're teaching us things about the game, and it's been so great to see that back and forth. And so uh, his words are certainly important here for USD and for others in the West Coast Conference. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, we know we've seen since we're right here at the cusp of the new year, so many of these lists coming out for all-decade teams or all-decade memories. From your perspective, calling so many games for San Diego – what stands out to you over, especially the past couple of years with so much success from from moments that stand out for you for San Diego basketball that you've been able to cover that kind of stick out to you over the past 10 years, throughout the past decade? Well, there's been a couple of different runs for USD here. The first was with Johnny D and Chris Anderson, who became respectively the all-time leading scorer and all-time leader in assists at the University of San Diego. It was a great run for the Toreros, but they never really had the postseason success that the team from this past year did. And that's why, you know, Isaiah Pinheiro, to me, uh, does not get enough credit because he transferred from Portland State. He had to sit out a year. He only played two seasons at USD. And had he played all four of his years for the Toreros, he would unquestionably have been the best player in school history. But I think he is because he has the single-season numbers and the history that was made last year in the run to the NIT. I think that run and those four seniors that I mentioned, uh, Olin Carter, Tyler Williams, Isaiah Wright, I mean, in particular, Pinheiro, um, they all they changed USD on a national level. And so to me, those are the guys that I think of uh, when I think of this decade, which has been fun to be a part of for the Toreros. Yeah, and again, the like you said, the similarities, who knew? They're just there as well. Similarly yeah. with LMU, James Bateman, another guy who yep. just in two years' time had a big imprint on LMU and, and really going up their record books the past two years and helping lead them to, to one of their better seasons as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, these teams in the West Coast Conference, there's not much separation here. Obviously, Gonzaga does what they do. And BYU with all their resources. And St. Mary's with their coaching and stability and their program and their international ties. I mean, 
there's there's not a lot of margin here in the West Coast Conference. It seems like San Francisco have jumped up in the past, or LMU, or even Pepperdine, right? There are, there are plenty of teams here. It's a very, very competitive 10-team run for the WCC. Yeah, and it seems like it's been that way really the past four or five years in particular, where even though when there are teams that have their down years or where they're struggling, uh, if you come in with the wrong mentality or you're not fully ready, there's it's going to be a competitive and tough ball game every night, no matter who's on the schedule in this conference. That's absolutely right. I mean, think about it. the Toreros have had games they've gone to Stockton, played Pacific, uh, where the Tigers have won. LMU, you know, we mentioned Pepperdine uh, going up. Santa Clara's having a good year this year. They're off to a great start record-wise. BYU is going to bounce back. They got their players back. There was some uncertainty with their roster. So yeah, no, it's a tough out each and every time. All sixteen games. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to, to the rest of the season for, for San Diego. This is obviously just the start of you know the couple-month run through the West Coast Conference. Is there anything that, that you look forward to most on the broadcasting side, any cities you enjoy the most or games that you have circled on your calendar when you, when you go into conference play? I love all. I love going to all of them. I love the variety of it. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's a huge honor to be able to do this. I love the variety of going up to uh, the Northwest, uh, whether it be Spokane, where it could be snow on the ground, or Portland. Um, you know, going up to the Bay Area where I went to school and getting a chance to see those clubs and Moraga, which is beautiful, the hills and Los Angeles, and going out to Malibu. And so, no, I, I love all of them. I love going to all places and, and non-conference conferences. I love traveling just in general. I did 48 flights in the calendar year for 2019. So it's part of this job, as you know, uh, with 48 flights this year. And it's it's been a huge, huge job. It's really fun. Yeah, as you said, it adds up and uh, certainly a, a unique experience and one that's a lot of fun. And uh, Jack, I'm going to be happy to, to see you in just a couple of days and uh, ring in the new year here in Los Angeles and hopefully a, a good and fun conference season uh, for both of us in both ball clubs. I think it'll be a great game on Thursday night. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Christmas time has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. So a big thank you to Jack Cronin once again for coming on the show and joining us. Really good guy over there at San Diego. As we said, the Lions and the Toreros will be taking on each other to kick off West Coast Conference play Thursday, January 2nd, 7 p.m. tip-off, Gerson Pavilion. You can hear me on the call on KXLU and also on the video stream on the WCC network. So be sure to follow along and check out the game there as well. And then the Lions will have a quick turnaround as we have in conference play Thursday, Saturday matchups the rest of the way through the season. 
Lions will hop on a flight to Utah on Friday. They'll take on the BYU Cougars Saturday night. That'll be a 6 p.m. tip-off here locally in L.A. So the Lions looking to kick off conference play on the right foot. Should be a couple of really fun and exciting ball games for LMU as they open up what's always a very competitive and tough West Coast Conference. So that is going to bring us to the end of our show this week. Know that if you do like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. We're also available wherever podcasts are found. Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also follow the show and look at all of the other amazing shows on the platform at Believe.com. Hundreds of shows on the platform covering any sport, anything you really want to, from basketball to football to The Bachelor to K-pop, whatever you need, it's on the Believe Podcast Network. So go take a look and also follow at Believe Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all there as well. And be sure to follow along with me for any LMU update at Jesse underscore cast on Twitter. So as we said, that will do it for this week's show. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Everyone has a favorite photo. Now you can turn yours into canvas wall art at canvasworld.com. Canvasworld.com will print your photograph on a handcrafted custom canvas at the size of your choice. They combine the latest technology and environmentally friendly inks to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before. And they guarantee their work for life. Maybe that's why six of the country's top 10 hotel chains choose Canvas World. Their prices are a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere. And it's easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even digitally retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35%. Plus, get free shipping when you enter promo code PHOTO at checkout. Get big Canvas prints at big savings at canvasworld.com and save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code PHOTO at checkout. Check out. Order yours today at canvasworld.com. That's canvasworld.com, where photos become art. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.